Welcome to Black Imagination, where Antoine and I open up our Black space to our Black and Brown friends doing dope things in Milwaukee's arts and culture scene. Black Imagination is a part of the Imagine MKE Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us at Imagine MKE on all of your favorite social media platforms. And now, there's Black Imagination with Antoine Carter and Kimmy Hickman. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Black Imagination, the podcast. My name is Antoine Carter. And Yes, yes. <laughs> and this is our very first podcast. Um, I am so excited to, one, start this exquisition. I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it. This journey, this series of journey. adventures. Journey, this, this journey map. Yeah. Oh no, no journey maps. I'm, no I'm, journey. I'm not making a journey map. I might. It's all in my head. It's all, <laughs> and that's part of the problem. But <laughs> I'm so excited to begin this conversation, this uh, opening of our space, where we begin to one discover a little bit more about ourselves, and mm -hmm. learn more about our friends, other mm -hmm. creatives who are doing really dope things in the city. Yes. So I think uh, something that was on my mind that we talked about earlier, which I wanna dive in because we dive into the heavy stuff first, is uh, this, this really strong question. Are you ready, Kanita? I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. What do you prefer, chicken nuggets or chicken tenders? Now, I feel like I am a chicken connoisseur. And last night, I just had Wendy's chicken nuggets, the original ones. Here's the struggle with that. They put pepper in the batter. And that kind of, I don't know if I like pepper in my nuggets. I, Are you not a fan of spice? I'm not a super fan of spice. Um, I, I mean, this is the hill that I'm clearly going to die on. Um, <laughs> I think chicken, I think McDonald's has the best chicken nuggets hands down. I think they have the best tartar sauce hands down. And that's how I prefer my nuggets. But I'm going to say I have since changed my position on whether I prefer nuggets to tenders. I do love chicken tenders from Culver's. They got a quality oh, yeah. chicken oh, yeah. Like they chicken, even a two piece is like enough to sustain you as a meal. Yes, I agree. I I I love spice. So bring that spice here. Yum, 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 yum. I will take all that. I I like tenders, but it's really weird to order as like an adult. Mm. Say, like, let me get a 10 piece. Mm. Chicken nuggets. For me, it is. is it? For me, it is. is I would it? rather, I feel like they they feel like that's going to my child. And then usually it is. And so I don't want to order two of those. I don't want to order two of those. I order one for him and then I get chicken tenders. You either want this money or you don't. You don't, don't let it concern you. Who is the recipient? diving into us because we want you to know who we are yes because you're gonna learn a lot about us in these podcasts um as well as the the amazing people that we want to have on the show so we decided for our first show 
that it should just kind of be us, Antoine and I, prepping you for what you could expect in, in future shows. And it might be cool to just kind of talk about before we get into who we are and all of that, like how did how did a podcast even come up? How did this even happen, Antoine? I feel like I feel like it started with one of our office meetings. We have our Zoom meetings and we started adding themes to our names. So instead of using our names, we use uh, we ask a question, name the last state you had a good sandwich at or any sort of random things. We've had, man, I think we've had hundreds of questions already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember one was, what would the name of our podcast be? If you had mine wasn't Black Imagination. I don't think either of ours was. Was it Guess What with Antoine? Yeah, mine was Hey, Guess What? Hey, Guess What? Hey, Guess What? Hey, Guess What? Because... I feel like that's a good way to start any conversation with someone. Hey, guess what? And Antoine is full of hey, guess what's. Like, he has all types of information that is good for small talk, that's good at parties. He knows, like, everybody. And so, hey, guess what is, like, super-duper on brand, I think. (laughs) Yes. It, It comes with a hat and some dreads. I mean, mine should be, what are we eating? (laughs) so are you are you born and raised in milwaukee i am um i am born and raised in milwaukee on the north side so been a north side girl my whole whole life um actually uh, my parents own a home on the northwest side and i mean they've owned that since 87 so you know capital congress ruby hampton silver spring like that's my hood like that's (laughs) <laughs> that 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 whole area, like I, I really don't know any other area as well as I know that area. So over by City, which we've seen, um, I've seen a little bit in my news feed about, you know, um, folks being like, well, what is going to happen with that? Yeah. So how about you? I'm born and raised here, too. I am the king of Bayview, which most people don't know. It's because I am unopposed. So if there's if there's any takers who want to challenge me on this as they hear about this on the podcast, game on. Um, but I'm the king of Bayview by way of five three two oh six. My my family has owned a house um in Franklin Heights since the I believe the sixties. Mm. And uh I have lived there with my mom um since about nine nine for the nine nine two thousand. We're not gonna do it, y'all. We're not gonna do it. I know y'all thought that y'all was about to hear us break into the song, but we won't. <laughs> we not gonna do it. We not. You we want nope. to. We want nope. to. Nope. We not gonna do it. We just gonna move on. Well, let me speak for myself. I want to. I just don't know. Nope. Nope. Hey, if you're listening, don't dance at your cubicle. Zoom call and they can see you, sis. <laughs> hey, I <laughs> that's awesome in the cubicle getting lit, like doing that, like brandy shoulder. That shoulder, I want to be down. <laughs> that I want to be down. Bounce, <laughs> don't you? Uh, this is exciting. I can't wait. And I really think it's incredible to be two black people 
who are in the creative space in Milwaukee and to have an opportunity to be able to bring in some of our favorite folks or folks that I'll say for myself that I fangirl over and to be able to have them come in and us have these really interesting conversations with people. I think I'm most excited about that. And I think how important that is right now. There's not only how important it is right now, it's always been important, but to for me, I feel like there's this window where I can really flex in my blackness. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where no one's gonna say anything. And and I think I agree. I agree. We are definitely in this space, especially in this in this time where we can't really go many places. And well, you can, but you should be cautious. Um, mm -hmm. And where there's such a high awareness of whether it's systematic racism and all the ass, all the little things that pile up to add to that. I feel like this is a great time to to bust through with with our opinions and our thoughts and sharing. Yeah, and I think to. introducing folks to you know coming to work at Imagine MKE, and we'll talk a little bit more about our work specifically. But um, my background is music almost exclusively and really almost exclusively um black music hip-hop r&b um <clears throat> i've primarily worked with black artists and really that's really been my form of like equity work from working on at different from working freelance at different publications i just recognized that it was difficult for black artists to get into these publications i was writing for because they didn't know how. They didn't know what a press kit was. They didn't know what a bio was. They didn't know what a good press photo was. They didn't even know who to email that to. And so I really um, became a, a convener of sorts. Slide it to me, I'm gonna help you polish it up and then I'm gonna get it to my editor and we'll get you in type thing. Um, but working at Imagine MKE has really expanded my understanding of just the arts and culture space in Milwaukee. So to know that we have these incredible mm -hmm. visual artists, right? And fangirl moment, you know, Della Wells, who has- um, Shout out like, to Della, shout like, out. I, I emailed her a couple Please. days ago just to tell her I missed her. Um, because I was like, I do like, just tell me, tell me how you're doing. <laughs> and so um, I love just like listening to her talk about how art, how black art in Milwaukee has evolved over the past few decades and what's that, what that's really looked like. And, you know, just even knowing that you have access to somebody like Della Wells who has work in galleries. And so I asked her like, how are you doing in COVID? And she like, still selling work. And you like, of course you are, cause you a baddie, but, but. <laughs> Of but still but like imagine how many like younger artists don't even know that that's like available to them because they they haven't been able to make that connection right and so um that is so true yeah i mean our, our art space is so diverse but i even think thinking about the importance of art being injected into all of the other things that are happening especially now with social justice movements and things like that. I should say now with the current climate that we have, 
you know what I'm saying, with um, the death of Rashard Brooks and Atlanta and, you know, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna um, Taylor. Taylor and, and Joel Acevedo and mm-hmm. right. And so like to see this, Jay, like, Anderson. In, Jay Anderson, right. Which was, you know, um, four years ago, a few days ago, cousin of one of my artists that I used to manage. And so, I mean, talk about small walkie. And so, um, artists have really stepped up and used their art as a way to, um, to voice, you know, how they feel. And so, talking about Sean Hinton, going back to music. So, you know, Song song of Freedom, and he did something else for George Floyd. So um, those are things that I'm looking forward to bringing onto the I, show. I also realize you are the, the newest person to imagine. Not that we're like new, but you were the most recent acquisition yeah. yeah. So it's like old man imagine, because I I guess that's that's me. I'm grandpa, and then it's baby imagine. You were you were super first hire. Yeah, I was super first hire. Like and, before David. Yeah, and I had been a part of Imagine before, like kind of helping bring it up mm-hmm. and providing input. So I've really been excited about my role at Imagine because it really allows me to shine in in that connector role. I think in the past, um, a lot of my jobs have operated in a broker fashion mm-hmm. where my job was to make deals or to bring people together. And it wasn't to necessarily complete a art project or something like that, but it was still to do some really dope things. And I'm really feel like in this role, my role being, you know, making sure that neighborhoods start to see how arts and culture can expand anything that they're trying to do, whether it's job Mm -hmm. creation or raising the the rates, like the reading levels and like all sorts of things that art can uplift and enhance, bringing those together. It's like, I I feel like I'm working on a puzzle. And when I see two pieces that connect, I immediately put those on the board and move on by gallery night. Gallery night is... From from my experience, I loved Gallery Night prior to, and I re- and honestly, I didn't know I liked art. I didn't realize I liked art as much in the past. Like I did, but I was just like, here's some cool pictures. But I was actually appreciating art. Um, and now, mm-hmm. I'm getting the chance to help other people do that too at Gallery Nights, and they're starting to spread. Yeah, we're definitely expanding the accessibility of art because I think what I've learned about art um you know and and really Mm -hmm. all of the disciplines right so like right now we're talking primarily about visual artists you know when you talk Della Wells and you know Antoine you know talking about pictures or even me I've just um I've started to acquire um my first couple original art pieces and so I'm working with two artist in the city <clears throat> and for me I was just like I don't want it if it's not original so you know I don't, 
I don't have like stacks of money. So, you know, doing payment arrangements, which you can do. And we will have more conversation about that in future podcasts. But art and just art is an accessibility thing, right? Like even some musicians, if you don't have money to record in a studio and you don't have the equipment to like get your closet soundproof, right? Like you don't have a recording. You can't put a really great track onto SoundCloud or whatever. And so there are some communities of folks who just don't have the resources and don't have access to even be able to participate as an artist. And I think that's what excites me about the work that we do, that we are opening the opportunities for folks to engage in art. I think what I'm also really loving about the work that I do here, and I'll mention as Director of Artist Support and Outreach for Imagine MKE, is expanding what art is. You know, so every time we have a conversation about art, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, don't forget about the musicians and don't forget about the dancers and not just the formally trained dancers or the classically trained dancers, but you got to include the folks who can watch a YouTube video of, I don't know, Chris Brown and can like mimic it movement for movement. You can't forget about the podcasters. You can't forget about the writers. And so really opening the doors for what we consider art and Part of that education also goes to artists and being able to say, hey, you're an Mm -hmm. artist, because I've had conversations with folks. Um, Specifically, there's a young lady who has a financial counseling company here, but she wrote a book. And so I was like, yo, like, you're an artist, you're an author, you wrote a book. She's like, even though it was about finance, and it's like, you're an Mm -hmm. author, you're an artist, like, you should really you should really be a part of, of the work group that we have here. And so expanding that definition, I think, is going to be really key for my work. And it's going to be really key to break down some of these silos. I'll also add that I was excited when I saw you was on staff. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, I'm a planty bear, like a super planty bear. And so I had did the research on the website. I had printed out all your job descriptions I could get access to. And when I knew you was here, I was like, I may actually have a shot. Like, Antoine's here. I know him. Know his wife from my ex-fabula days. If he gonna be my colleague and he gonna be a part of the interview, so I emailed Annie, who's all gonna be at the interview so I can print additional resumes for everybody and make packets for everybody. Um, I wore my blazer with the shoulder pads. Like, I was, I was like- Shoulder pad power! <laughs> If I ain't get this job, they was gonna know Kenita was here. Like, if somebody else was gonna get the job, they was gonna talk about my interview in the packet and brought in my little laptop that flipped into a tablet. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna- I remember that. I remember that that tablet. I was like, if I can get Antoine, but Joe, Antoine was the only one in the interview who like really wasn't trying to look at me, like. I didn't look at anybody. I I like to give the ice cold grill. Mac was leaned in. Mac was yeah. was engaged, and yeah. Antoine wasn't giving the queen no play. I I and I never give any. And I came to the interview for him. I was like, I, I, I know, but no, you did great. Of course, you did great. You you got the the job. I mean, he was definitely icy. He was definitely icy, and it's wild that he was so icy because it was so hot that day, y'all. I, I had was to... icy. Yeah, I, I, that's my that's my interview style. Icy, like 
I don't try to give you anything. Which is such a contrast <laughs> to who he is. Like he, yes. you're definitely yeah. that example. That yeah, it, yeah, it's it's definitely a mask. It's definitely a mask, and that's probably a topic we'll talk about later. Y'all, I was so nervous, and and I wore the. I wore the hottest blazer on the hottest day. So I wore- No, but you did great. Blazer. You did great. You I did. wore a wool blazer with a lining in it, but it was a men's blazer that I loved so much. And I was just like, this means like, she's not traditional, but she's still business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Let me ask, do you think I interviewed with my hat on? Huh? Do you think I interviewed with my hat on? I do think you interviewed with your hat on. No, I didn't interview with my hat on. So what did you do with your hair? You just had it down? No, I had it in like a bun. Shut up. You oh, had yeah. a bun? Yeah, I had a bun. Did you wear a suit? Oh yeah, yeah. No. Just bringing it back to something serious. Um, this idea of awareness and enlightenment. I feel like I've had that same interaction with community groups and like resident groups where mm -hmm. like, you know, our job at Imagine is to help people imagine what can happen in their neighborhoods. So, you know, mm -hmm. you, you introduce yourself and you tell them what you do and you, you ask them, what kind of art are you interested in? And they're like, we don't really know. Like I've had multiple groups that say, I don't, I don't even know what's all in Milwaukee before I decide, let me explore. And mm -hmm. I think that's part of what this, podcast is about too us going on that journey uh in, in interviewing people and learning more because i do want to talk to della i um one time i met cedric gardner mm. and uh we exchanged numbers and you know you never follow up but i would love to talk to him he should be on the list he should absolutely be on the list i you know it's interesting in thinking about you saying like in the neighborhood they're like well well, let me back up and say, first of all, I think you're absolutely perfect for this job. Um, I can't imagine anybody else being able to go into neighborhoods and do the activation that you do. And I think I really, here's the, here's the connectedness in my strength finders. Um, I really do think it's a testament to all of the work that you've done previous to this that allows you to be able to go into neighborhoods and, and again, go into, um, to neighborhood meetings and things like that and engage them in a way that's super authentic because that's who you are. Um, and so I think the work that you're doing is incredible and I'm super grateful that there's um, overlap between, between our work. But thinking about a resident saying like, I've never really thought about it, made me think as you were saying that, I thought about how much art did I grow up with? And really, I just remember two paintings being in the house. And my mom had two because she has two daughters. And they were, they looked like Victorian people, but they were brown. And their hands were in the praying emoji, the praying emoji hands. Um, and, she had, <laughs> and she had two of them in her room. And like, that was it. We didn't grow up with art. Um, Art and we for a while we were a middle class black family when we moved into this home in 1987 we were one of three black families on the block everybody else was white and now there's two original owners so it's my mom 
and two doors down, Mr. James, he owns two homes on the block. And, but we didn't grow up with art. And frankly, before I came to, before I came to Imagine MKE, I thought of being able to own original art as this just far off concept, something that I could, I could never afford to really own a piece in my home. And I definitely, I knew of maybe three artists, visual artists, who you could like commission work from, none of them were black. None of them were black. And so now for me being able to buy black art and consume black art, it's become this incredible infatuation where I wanna buy a ton of local art, but I also wanna make sure that some of my money goes to black artists because there's something incredibly powerful about getting paid any amount of money for what you love to do. And so there is something incredibly uplifting about being able to sell an original piece or being able to get paid to do a performance or being paid as a podcaster to host an event or selling your first book. Um, and I want to encourage that with my dollar as much as possible because I think that changes. Yeah, as a growing up, we never purchased original work. I think the only art that I can really think of would be art that came with furniture pieces, mm -hmm. like, like, or things that were <laughs> at the furniture store, like art may have been like a skyline of a city, <laughs> a photo of a skyline of a city, or do you remember those, like, those statues of, like, panthers mm -hmm. <laughs> that people would have in houses mm -hmm. i think that was probably my only interaction with like art in the home i think as far as art in the school i did i did go to schools that had art classes um also was uh, one of my best friends as a kid her dad was is is still is Ray Hernandez. Mm. So he was, he had a mural in our, in our elementary school. And I, I would experience art through his family and just seeing them doodle and stuff like that. But it was never, I don't think my mom, my mom was more, my mom was by black, but she wasn't necessarily by black art. Mm. She was she was like, you know, go to the black hardware store or um, go to the farmer's market. Well, the hay market, which is Fondy, she'd go there. And she was just always about buying local. Um, but it wasn't in relationship to art. I don't think she had any experience with that. And it wasn't really until for me, maybe a few years ago, um, and not even buying art, it was more like buying t-shirts, mm -hmm. like supporting local t-shirt brands, um, whether it was like Cream City Fresh or um, like No Fingerprints, bought a few of their shirts. That was, I think those, those Milwaukee shirts and those Milwaukee brands um, were, were kind of my intro into uh, just learning about being creative and then like my side work with, you know, murals and sort of visual artists 
I never, ever, 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 other than Ray, but he never like sat down with anybody and told him, hey, this is how you make mm-hmm. a girl. I just saw it and knew that it was my friend's dad. But like to uh, to see and to see the art that's popping up now is like really amazing. Like there's a uh, there's a large amount of murals that are popping up, large and small. Um, where people used to think that that was like a grimy thing or it's I like I like what I'm seeing out here well you know I think even to go a, a, a little deeper than that like you now have a, a home filled with art and filled with print and oh yeah like you know when you do your zoom calls I mean you have a room in your house where you guys painted like a part of it with these accent pieces um, of different colors. And so, I mean, even thinking from like a generational space, right? Like I'm moving into my new place soon. It's going to be filled with black art. I'm gonna, you know, I've already got three pieces that I'm working on to put into the home. And that's going to be a completely different experience for my nieces, my nephews, my children, eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, right. To be in a house of Milwaukee based art, but also some Black Milwaukee-based art. Um, And how accessible that is to our generation in a way that, I don't even want to say that it's not, part of it is is accessibility, but I think the other part is priority. You know, depending on what a family is dealing with, um, other socioeconomic issues, like the idea of putting up art is just like, not even important. The idea of, being able to support a local author, right? Like, what does that, what does that look like? And for me, I'm in a space where, well, after COVID goes away, I want to be able to host, you know, local authors in my home with my friends. And, you know, we're talking about their latest book. And I mean, I think there's something incredibly cool um, about that. And, And I think that now is a time where folks can get access to art in a way that makes sense for them and and i would actually argue that art is still important mm-hmm. when when we had our covid meeting and there were a lot of groups who um we had brought arts and culture uh, administrators together with community members to see how can we help the neighborhood um how can we help the neighborhood partners thrive during this time um after we talked about you know things like bleach and cleaning supplies the community said, okay, guys, we need some art. We need something to inspire us through these dark and terrible times. Like, I even think that's why the murals are popping up at such a rapid rate mm. in this time because it's in, <clears throat> it's the quickest way to capture someone's attention. So, and to beautify a neighborhood, right? And to beautify a neighborhood. It's, it's one of the, the cheapest ways, and I think We'll we'll talk about that later too. Oh, absolutely. Another topic. I mean, yeah, we we got tons and tons of topics. We'll be bringing. We we want to fill this podcast up with as much interesting conversations, um, as much opportunities to let other folks talk. Like this will probably be the most talking you ever hear us do um, yeah. on this particular podcast. We really wanted this first episode to just be an opportunity for y'all to learn a little bit more about us and hear a little bit more about our personalities and kind of, you know, lean into us because we, I mean, me and Antoine are interesting. We're, yeah, we're interesting. 
I hope we are. No, I think we are. I think we're interesting and I think we're a little off the wall, a little kooky. Um, yeah. And so I think that um, we just have, I think the other thing that makes Antoine and I really interesting, in my opinion, is we have a natural curiosity about people. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and a supernatural <laughs> curiosity to just like lean into people as they're talking. And so that's really what's going to be happening. We're going to have the, you know, amazing black and brown folks on this show, and we are going to be leaning in to what they're saying. And so, you know, we, somebody else on our guest list in our, in our mind, <clears throat> we wrote it down because we believe in manifesting. Um, Dr. Monique Liston would love yes. to talk to her and love to talk to yes. her about um, the liberation of um, Black people and the importance of that. And um, what role could art play in that? What role does art play in that? Like always trying to find the intersectionalities of, of art. And also though, just having these amazing cultural conversations that I think um, Antoine and I are uniquely positioned Mm -hmm. to create that space to have yes i agree yeah you are. we and, and we invite everyone to this space i'm thinking about because even as we talk now it'd be good to hear about larger um initiatives like the office of violence prevention so mm -hmm. i'm looking at you reggie come on down you are invited so um, here's love, what's interesting about reggie reggie moore was my counselor at the y Decade ago, him and Charlene was still in high school. Wait, did he rock khakis like cargo pants, cargo shorts? Was he that camp counselor? I think he was, fam. I think nice. he was. I think we he need was. Footages. We need footages. I think I think he was, and this was at the Y before it moved to like Titonia, like where it is now. It was mm. when it was at that other building on the other side of Checkers. Yeah, and um, that's where I spent my summer so again super north side girl my mom was the janitor at Lloyd street so right kitty corner from there so like i grew up again in that area and um or at least being in that area and um yeah so reggie and charlene were my camp counselors i think they last year high school and um so to see just what they've grown in milwaukee with urban underground and then him now heading up the office of violence prevention and really making it a point to be um on the scene um at a lot of these like horrific events that are are traumatic for for um black people and black families so nice also too we should shout out any musicians who would like to let us use their music for our podcast we want to highlight mm -hmm. local artists um mm -hmm. so if you have dope beats Holla at your boy. Yeah, how can I get in touch with you? So you can get in contact with me via email. My email, it's A-C-A-R-T-E-R at imaginemke.org. How can they catch you? How can they find you? Um, K Hickman, H-I-C-K-M-A-N at imaginemke.org. And so it's important when, if you're sending music to Antoine for the podcast, 
make sure you just put that in the subject line, um, music for the podcast yes. or Black Imagination Music. And here's the thing, if you're submitting music to us, we want to do this the right way. So we want to make sure that you are registered with a performance rights org. So whether it's ASCAP or BMI, you need to have your music license so that when as this, the um, podcast is streamed, you can actually count those those streams on your cue sheet and you can make sure that um, that's reported to your uh, performing performance rights organization. That's really important. And so, um, yeah, if you're interested, hit up Antoine. We'd love to have your music on the show. Um, yes. It's all love. It's all love, right? Everything is love. Yes, yes. We Look, the thing is, you know, as I've mentioned, you know, we want to make sure that this is a space that is welcoming for all Black and Brown folks. Um, and that's going to be really, really important. And with my music background, we often often saw that like some opportunities didn't go to particular types of hip hop. And we just we just not going to have any of that energy on the show. So you're doing dope things. You're making dope art. We want you here to have a conversation so that we can amplify your work, but also have a conversation about nuggets and tenders. Yes. Tenders win. Culver's tenders win. And if you really feeling special, you can get the fries with the side of cheese sauce. That's living. No tartar sauce? Or do you use the tartar sauce from McDonald's? Only the tartar at McDonald's and only with their nuggets. I'm very specific about how how I like my stuff. So we want to thank everyone for listening to Black Imagination with Antoine and Kanita. Black Imagination is a part of the Imagine MKE podcast network. We look forward to hearing from you next time. Absolutely. And we want to remind you to listen to us on all of your streaming platforms and also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Imagine underscore MKE or Facebook at Imagine space MKE. And also when you listen to us, don't forget to rate us five stars, share a positive review. It helps other folks be able to be a part of this Black imagination. Yes, we want to hear your ideas. Absolutely. So thanks again for listening. Yes, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Adios.